it, ladies and gentlemen. Listening to those groovy tunes. This is the Arcraft King of the Hill, or Arcraft Open, rather, Soapbox. This is the King of the Soapbox, however. The pre-show for July 2nd's Arcraft Open. I am Spartan. Joining me today is Navi. How you doing, Navi? Doing well, thanks. And none other than GT's Wave of Babies. What's going on, Wave? Not too much, Spartan. Not too much. All right, folks. So this is the first one of these... Uh, pre-shows we're doing. It's also going to come out as a podcast. If you're hearing us on a uh, different device, you can always check out us live before the Arcraft opens uh, every every Saturday afternoon. But right now, let's get right into the topics, shall we? Uh, wave. Doesn't look like the... Uh, we're looking at the GSL and uh, foreigners uh, not doing so hot. Nah, it's really disappointing. I, I stayed up so early uh, the other night, way earlier than I really should have, so that I could watch Chef and uh, Genro play, and both of them just got 2 owed. It was terrible. It was terrible. I, th- I feel like every single time that I watch a foreigner play, they just get destroyed. Like, I also stayed up to watch FXO play against uh, Foyu, and they got 4 owed. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, by some unknown Zenix player, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's happening there, though? I mean, I don't... It seems so weird to me that we, at all these foreign events, we talk about how it's so great that uh, foreigners are able to compete with the best of uh, Koreans, and then we go over to Korea and we get our asses handed to us. Like, uh, it just, it seems weird to me. Is it just that uh, FXO hasn't had enough time, or is it just, like, are we really, is there something wrong here? I mean, maybe. They didn't really put in that many of their good players. Like, they didn't have QXC play at all. Which was bizarre to me. I feel like QXC is their best player. And if they got to the fourth match and they've lost the first three, you should probably put in your uh, probably put in your best player. But yeah, I don't know. What? Why don't you? Why, why do you uh, save your pinch hitter for after the game is over? It seems really <laughs> pretty dumb to me. Uh, uh, so what do we have to do? I mean, it just. What are we going to do about this? This. Uh, like we go over to Korea and just nothing happens. Is it just a matter of putting in the hours? I, I mean, I think it's. I think it's just going to come down to time. Foreigners are becoming better and better at um, at StarCraft. I mean, Huck dominated the other week. Um, Huck is Huck is probably the best foreigner there is right now, but it's just that there I, aren't that many players. That are I that think that can be attributed to uh, where Huck has been practicing the past couple months right practicing yeah. in korea so the way to beat a korean is to become yourself a korean in the ogs house <laughs> so i think i think what we can observe here is that it's the <laughs> it's the practice style rather than how many hours you put into it well there are yeah, a lot of definitely. uh there are a lot more houses and things like that in the coming in the u.s eg's doing something i know uh I've, what's what's the other one that's uh, VT was was it VT people or VVV people that are doing something that they're taking really seriously? Uh, sure. Totally blank. I think so I remember I remember hearing um, Root had their own house for a little while before they dissolved. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but uh, I don't think they were ever a house in the sense that you uh, talk about Korean houses where they're practicing for like ten yeah. hours a day. Most of the time, I mean, if. If watching Cat's Ladder is any indication, most of their time is just <laughs> just spent sort of fucking around on the ladder. And you, yeah, he you, thinks that he thinks that proxy hatching is a good yeah. way to deal with getting uh, cannon rushed. Eh. Ridiculous. 
Although it is fun to do. I've done that a number of times, and it's just, oh, man, so satisfying. But I don't know. I, I really do think that it's just going to come down to um, – it's just going to come down to time. I think that Foreigners – SC2 is going to be the game where Foreigners will really be able to shine and be able to compete at the same level as Koreans. But it's really just going to take time, and it's going to take – I think one – foreign team is really going to rise above the others and set the example for how to do it. Which team? Um, maybe, maybe, I'm going to say FXO is my best bet right now. I mean, their house is really nice, so they might just get distracted all the time. Hmm. And they did get all killed by some random guy from Xenix. Um, wait, is it Xenix? Because I feel like I keep saying the wrong team. Yeah, it is Xenix. I swear um, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. They got, they got just... 4 owed by some guy, some random guy from Xenix. I'll kill. Um, but I think that I think that FXO does have the talent to um, become like the big foreign team, and they're the, pretty much the only one where all of their players are in the same house. Navi, do you have a prediction? Which which foreigner team is going to be the best? Like only Koreans have been before. Uh, I don't. I don't think I can say which. Um... Make a wild prediction. We'll hold it to you in six months. No pressure. No, I I can't give a prediction because it seems like, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of foreign players actually don't want to deal with Koreans right now. I think yeah, Andrew's been true. talking about that. You know, a lot of people who you know, uh, the top few people who won MLG got tickets to be able to participate in I think Code A of GSL, right? Yeah. If uh, they had the opportunity, and yeah. hardly any of them took that. Well, didn't didn't the fact that Koreans just won everything anyway sort of mitigate a lot of that, make a lot of those uh, invitations moot? Uh, it it could be. I think it's just more about uh, you know why move all the way out there to fail over and over and over when you can have so much more success in your own country. Well, yeah. I mean, let's let's step away from actually moving to Korea then, but just more in terms of being able who which team will be able to best compete with Koreans, be it in foreign events, be it in Korea. Like which which team shows the most promise right now? Is mm. it Liquid? Is it EG? Is it someone else? Is it is it Complexity? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I I did just say that uh, FXO would be able to do it, but I kind of had a massive brain fart there and forgot that Liquid is actually inside the OGS house right now. So I, yeah, think, that, I, was, I think that if I yeah, give Liquid a prediction, players. I think Liquid. I think Liquid would be my prediction. Well, yeah. if they I mean, can finally get Tyler to fucking practice, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's get let's get Tyler winning a few games and uh, get oh, get uh, an MLG where it's where uh, you know they actually have a decent showing because it hasn't seemed yeah. like uh, I mean maybe it was just because Huck wasn't there at MLG Columbus, but Liquid didn't have the best results <laughs> there, and I I don't know. I mean it's. Uh, it's disappointing to see a team with so much like absolute unquestionable talent in players like Jinro, TLO, Tyler, Hey Pro, all those guys. Like, why why aren't they winning more? But uh, we'll see. Uh, has has Liquid done anything recently that they're looking to uh, augment their discipline? Because I know EG has. I don't think Liquid seems to be uh, moving towards anything like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, they are staying in the OGS house, though. Well, so that does have to help a lot. But, I mean, aside from Huck, they don't really have that many impressive players. I mean, Jinro is really, really good. Jinro is really uh, good. 
but he I doesn't. That. He just he doesn't actually too, come so. out and show it. Yeah, I mean, he he did get two owed, but I mean, in terms of foreigners, Jinro is pretty good. Tyler is one of the most disappointing players that I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, uh, I would dispute that uh, that claim about Jinro. I think Jinro is just as bad as Tyler. I think Jinro had really? he he's suffering from the syndrome of people expecting too much success from him because he got so far in the GSL on his first time. And then recently, he hasn't been even, he hasn't been able to reach that bar again. Well, it's been he said he hasn't even gone beyond the bar. It's been said by a lot of people that Jinner was kind of with his style. He was in the right place at the right time around those. He was ahead of sort of the Terran metagame, playing the longer like macro style games before other Terrans were doing it and doing it well. And right. I, I mean, that sort of lines up with that theory: the fact that he hasn't uh, placed well in in a GSL for several seasons now. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Are there any other foreigners? I'm like, let's see. Are there any foreigners in Code S right now aside from Huck? No, I don't think so. Let me let me double check this. No, uh, I don't think any Americans or Europeans. Maybe, maybe some uh, some people from I don't know, like another Asian country or something, but I don't think I've seen any names that I recognize from uh, European or or uh, American yeah. teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at like... a, I'm looking at the um, I'm looking at the groups right now and it's just Huck. He he is in what is this, group G against Killer, Pult, and Alive. I know that Pult is pretty good. Um, or, or at least I've I've heard him enough to recognize him and I recognize Alive and Killer but Holt's the the big name there, but I think that Huck will be able to. Pre- um, God, I can't talk. I think that Huck will be able to do pretty well in that group. All right. Well, uh, let's. We're gonna move on to our next topic. But are there any final thoughts from either of you about uh, foreigners in the GSL or foreigners in general? Any thoughts there? Mm, no, I think um, we covered it. I just hope they do better. Yeah. 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 It's so disappointing to stay up till five a.m. to watch foreigners play and then they just get destroyed. Yeah, I want to support them, but then it's just like, it's game over on the night that I actually watch. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, move on to our next topic. It's It was a week ago. It actually feels like a lot longer ago, but Home Story Cup happened. Uh, to It was an unexpected, pheno- unexpectedly phenomenally well-received <coughs> tournament. I don't know. Had either of you even heard of it before that weekend? No. Nope. Yeah, so, uh, but... It comes out. People are loving it because of the because uh, of the way that it's cast, the very casual environment, and then Huck ends up uh, taking it. As let, before, we start talking about the actual layout of the tournament. Was there anything in the games that really struck either of you? Uh, Huck. I and I, you know before we talk about Huck, Huck was good. Aside from that. Um... I don't know. I was at university while it was going on, and I was really busy there, uh, like, drinking. Uh, I only got to watch the first day. Mm. Uh, the second said, and third day, I kind of tuned in and out. Yeah. The games that I did see, though, for the most part, were really good. The The only thing that caught my attention, really, was in the last game of Huck versus Naniwa, where Naniwa was so far ahead of Huck, and then... He literally did the only thing that uh, he could make could have made him lose that game is that is lose his overseer or not his overseers his observers and and that uh, allowed Huck to eventually just kill him with DTs which it seemed absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Go back and watch that game if you haven't. It's uh, Naniwa so far ahead and then just doesn't doesn't keep his uh, 
keep uh, detection up, and uh, DTs are pretty good when you don't have detection. Oh, yeah. DTs are good even if you do have a detection. Let's be fair. DTs have, like, they, they've won so many games. Spartan, do you get DTs that often? Uh, no, because I keep observers around, usually. And that uh, really does mitigate the risk of DTs, but I... Oh, no, do you make them? Oh, no, I rarely actually make them, because... Oh, you should uh, make them so I, good. I make them mainly in the uh, end game, in the, in the well, in later stages of games, where I'm just trying to catch my opponent with a base without detection or something. But, like, I don't like early DT rushing or anything like that, because it puts the onus so much uh, on your opponent to have done something that's a screw-up, that's a mistake, that's not yeah. having proper detection at a proper time. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that that's just... Uh, that's I, that's not the way I think I like to play. Or, I mean, in a, in a tournament, it's different because if you notice weaknesses in your opponent's play, that's a that's a valuable tactic if you see your Especially opponent. if you know their style. Yeah, but yeah. on the latter, when it's, you know, fighting like... Stinky face twenty three or whatever the random <laughs> random ladder scrub is. It's yeah. I mean, why bother? Like, why That's why why put the game in their hands as opposed to keeping the game in your hands? But uh, let's let's move on to the actual format of uh, home story. Now, this the the format seems to have been pretty well liked by people. I have something to say about it, but first, I'd I'd like to hear what you guys uh, thought about that format in general. Are you talking about the casting and yeah. uh, the casting, and the, the casual, casual environment, the yeah. sitting yeah. on a couch casting from a laptop? I thought that was relaxing. It was kind of refreshing, you know, completely different from what a, what a lot of tournaments are. They're really formal, you know, people sitting at tables, very proper uh, taste toasted style, sort of. Yeah, uh, you know, that's what it that was, brings me back to. But it was kind at of the surreal. same time. Uh, at the same time, it was it got boring at times because I was just staring at people on the couch, thinking I'm on the couch staring at people on the couch. <laughs> I, I like meted myself. I'm like, why am I doing this? And so then I, I day two and day three, I just went out and did stuff because I didn't want to be a part of that. But apparently, uh, you know, twenty thousand other people were watching it pretty much every single day. So I'm the minority there. Yeah, I thought it just it felt weird. Not necessarily a bad kind of weird, but like. I don't know, it was, it was weird, because it was just so relaxed, and I'm used to all these tournaments being so formal, and, you know, wear blazers, sit behind cool desks, have all these uh, cool graphics and stuff, and then you just have, like, Idra and a bunch of other professionals sitting on a couch talking about video games. Yeah, but then I think that was the charm of it, is that the casting was actually... Uh, I think what a lot of people commented on is that the casting was better than probably what any play by you know current play by play caster can do on their own or paired up with another person because you know See, uh, players of their caliber actually know what's going on and they they give you the information that you need to know and everything everything they said was spot on uh, and they we got to see their individual personality shine whenever they got their turn on the couch uh, so it felt very personal I think that was kind of. I think that's why people loved the Home Story Cup. I actually took uh, issue, I think, with that and that constant complimenting of it, because the thing, the, the problem I had with Home Story Cup, it wasn't any individual cast, any individual caster. I enjoyed those too, but the problem was, I never felt like I was watching a tournament. The entire yeah. time I'm watching, I feel like it's you know, 
it might as well have just been like Idra streaming and talking with a few people on Skype or something like that. There was never any sort of context for the games. There was never any feeling of like, oh, this game is so important right now. There's no buildup of excitement. Partially it was because they're in a casual uh, environment, and I really don't think the players even cared that much how they did at the tournament. But So you uh, feel it was stripped of its drama? Uh, it was stripped of its drama. I mean, that, that makes it sound a lot more positive than I think it is, but uh, it was stripped of its suspense. It was, it was, it was like stripped of all the emotion, it, basically. It, yeah, it was like, it was cool in the context that it was a bunch of uh, caster, of really smart people talking about the games, but if you try to cast an MLG like that, that's just gonna be dumb, like, because they're gonna be sitting around kind of talking casually about the games while everyone, like, you know, you have a live audience, you want them to be excited, and when they're excited, the people at home watching get excited, and the fact that you don't have that in that environment leads me, like, because I literally did see people saying they should cast an MLG like this or something, and I I just thought that yeah. was ironic, because that is... Yeah, I, th- I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that in moderation, it's good. Like, it, it was a very unique tournament. It was very, very different, um, but it's not something it's that I would want to watch a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, think it was it's nice... to be different because it was a cup. It's not a it's not a Star League. It's not GSL. It's not MLG. It's not NASL. It's not IPL. It was a little tournament, and I guess not little in terms of how many people were watching or the players that were in it, but it wasn't a big deal, you know. So, uh, it I, it doesn't have to purport itself to be a big deal. It was an after party for DreamHack, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I mean, in, in that context, it's good, but if it was just on its own, just out of the blue, let's have a really casual tournament, guys, I don't think that I really would have enjoyed it as much as I would have. Yeah, I mean, it might have had as much success just because it had so many big names and people on the internet like video games, but I I know that I personally wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if it was just, like, out of the blue casual tournament. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I think that basically sums that up. So uh, if if there were more home, home Story Cups, more than, say, I don't know, once a year, I don't know how frequently Home Story actually does things, how frequently would you guys be willing to sit down and spend, I, I don't know, a day or a weekend with a tournament like this compared to, say, I don't know, watching live streams or watching, like, MLG-type events or IPL-type events? I greatly prefer the serious ones, like, the really intense ones. Um, I mean, you know, again, I really did like Home Story. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was different. But I wouldn't watch it, you know, every weekend. I wouldn't watch it more than once a year. It's it's dessert. It's icing on the cake. It's something nice that you do to relax and watch a tournament. But beyond that, no. I like that analogy. I like that. Dessert. There you go. Home Story was the uh, dessert of DreamHack. So let's uh, let's move past uh, last week into some more recent events. Actually, it's been going on a lot longer than the past week, but we had uh, some big problems and some decent controversy with uh, the latter, everyone's favorite oh, place okay. to play StarCraft. <laughs> and, Collective sigh from everyone, everywhere. Oh my god. And, well, actually there were two great things about the latter. There was the latter sort of not working for a while, <laughs> and then there was this drop hack, hack problem. So which one do you guys want to uh, bitch about first? Um, I'll just start off with general bitching about the latter. Go for it. Uh, StarCraft 2 was in development for 12 or 13 years, 
how the fuck is Battle.net 2.0 this bad? Like, seriously, they've been working on this for so long, and they, they have so many problems with it. It's ridiculous. Uh, it, it, and that they purport, I think the problem is, just like an ASL had an issue with hyping up, you know, hyping itself up and hyping it, how effective it would be for esports in North America, or at least the West, uh, I think Blizzard has that same issue with Battle.net 2.0, in that they hyped it up to be something desirable, something better than LAN. Like, because they got rid of LAN, they said that, you know, plenty of years in advance, hey, this game isn't going to have local area, uh, you know, connections. You're going to have to play over our servers. And they said it would be better. So far, it hasn't been. They have yeah. not put on their promise. I mean, I see where they're coming from, though, with their um, no LAN argument. Piracy is so big. I mean, I pirated a game the other day. Don't tell anyone. Um, piracy is such a uh, big deal right now. Can we get the police right in here real quick? Uh, we just got oh, no. no! I'm calling the cyber police. Hold on. Oh, man. Don't backtrace me, please. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Piracy is such a big deal right now that, I mean, I can see that it's okay that, again, it was in development for 12 years. They don't want to lose money on it. They want to make as much money as they can. And from a business standpoint, I can see where they're coming from. But, I mean... At the same time, they at least need to make it so that it's stable and so that it's not dropping players after 40-minute games and major tournaments. Yeah, the the thing, and I'm sure it's been brought up a bunch of times before, but the part I've never understood is the lack of the ability to rejoin a game after a disconnect or something like that, because I can't see any real feasible reason not to allow something like that, because, uh, I mean, that's not really going to mess up your piracy thing you can be online you just have to get back online to rejoin the game replays are basically just the game replaying itself out anyway so it seems like how how hard i i guess that's an, a hard question for somebody who knows shit about computers but uh how hard could it be to get it so that you can rejoin a game after uh, a disconnect or a drop or something just for those scenarios but uh in general, though, the other problems that happened this week were uh, ladder. Was it was it, what was it exactly that just ladder points stopped accumulating or? Yeah, yeah I think your ladder was just broken. Like your um, whatever the hidden ranking is, like your ELO rating or whatever it is, um, that would still change. According to Blizzard, I don't know if that's true or not. According to Blizzard, that would still change, but your wins did not get recorded for a little while, and your ladder points did not get affected. And everyone knows that ladder points are pretty much the most important thing. I'm trying to take nerds' ladder points all the time, and if Blizzard stops me from doing it, I'm going to be in a bad mood. I want my ladder points. Well, is it really the ladder being broken when it's just the most superficial part of the ladder that is uh, messed up like that? Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily think so much that it's that that point of the ladder's broken. It's just that the ladder would be broken at all. That's the problem. Uh, well, and things can't go without a hitch all the time. So I can understand that, you know, these things happen, but these things happen so frequently. Yeah. This is not the first time this has happened. This has happened multiple times now. So yeah, it's what's it's, their deal? Like, I mean, I suppose that I'm used to it since I'm always on Reddit that, you know, something would be constantly breaking, but... Speaking I mean, Blizzard is such a big... It's such a big company, and they've got so much money. And for the third time, they've been developing StarCraft II for 12 years. I mean, it's... it's. I don't know. I, I can't... I can't see... I don't know if it's been that long, but yeah, it has been quite a long time. 
So the second part then of this uh, Blizzard great week on the ladder was that a drop hack that I'm pretty sure it's the same one that's actually been known about for quite some time, but it, what was it? It went on sale. The guy who made it started selling it to... Uh, I don't know if he was... I think he just made it available. Like, ah. just put it out there publicly. Well, he put it out there publicly. I I guess it was probably some hacker ethics thing where they think they're doing something important. They're doing something for the community by making it public, but really it's just kind of douchey. But, uh... <laughs> so, those hit, and... They seem to be all over the place on people, on streamers, in random people's ladder games. You would just meet people with this drop hack, and that... So, how do you guys feel about how Blizzard has responded to that, presuming uh, there you've found any sort of response, noted any sort of response from them? Yeah, Blizzard has responded to this the way that they've responded to pretty much anything that goes on with, uh, you know, in in terms of uh, hacking and DDoSing and that sort of thing, uh, they they take it slow because they don't want to ban people right away, or else they're you know they're gonna uh, change their programs a little bit. They're you know uh, they they want to be able to catch as many hackers as possible in the moment. And so for this to be released publicly, that's in Blizzard's favor because they want as many people as possible to be using the hack so that they can ban everyone at once. They can do a clean slate. Yeah, you know, I think it was like, also open sourced, so Blizzard was able to just like look at the entirety yeah, of this probably. and figure out what was going on wrong. Uh, and so you know, it's kind of like uh, in this sense, they do want to put all their eggs in one basket so they can mix it all up. Yeah, but is that is that process? Is it in the net better to have these like you know this week or however long it's been where this this drop hack as has persisted and. I, that's the problem, and is it's that like, they take so long to get all, you know, they want to get as many people as possible when they do these waves of bans that it affects people for a long period of time before the bans actually are delivered. Yeah. I, well, yeah, but I mean, anyone that finds out about these drop hacks, they're probably not going to wait for more than a week before they start using it. They're probably going to start using it for hours. So, yeah, they'll probably just start using it right away. Um and, you know, waiting a week to figure out exactly how they're going to deal with it. I think the Blizzard, this is one of the very few things that they've done correctly, is waiting that long to do it to make sure that they get as many people as they can and just mess yep. up as many accounts as they can. I, I actually because would... if they only catch one hacker, then it's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. I, I, I agree and disagree. I think that... Uh... It's one thing to, I don't know, once this, I feel like once this got leaked, like, you're going to get about as many flies as you're going to get in the next 24 hours, and I think, to my knowledge, have they actually fixed this drop hack yet? Like, they, uh, I don't they, think they, they banned can... people, but they haven't fixed it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's something that's incredibly difficult to fix, as far as I know. I mean, I'm only a first-year computer scientist, so take everything that I say with a grain of salt, but from what I'm aware, it's pretty difficult to um, fix something like this. But they've known about the hack. Like, it hasn't been public, but they've known about the hack for at least a month at this point. Uh, I I don't know. It seems like a company like Blizzard, they should have been able to figure out how to fix it by now. I can get delaying... I can get delaying implementing the fix by trying to catch people. But now that you've caught pretty much everyone you're going to catch with this why haven't you fixed the problem? Like, it just leaves that open for more problems in the future. I don't... I 
I, I don't get it. I honestly, I sometimes feel like this, uh, while we, we're waiting to catch as many people as possible, I feel like that's, like, their excuse. It's it's also an excuse for them. It's their way of, like, if it takes them a month to figure out how to properly fill this hole, like, I, I guess uh, I don't know if it's actually taking them that long or not, but... Well, uh, you know, imagine uh-huh. it like this. We're a third party. We don't know what either party's experiencing. We don't know what the hackers are doing to actually cause this big of an upset. We don't know what Blizzard's doing to try to be able to stop it, you know? It might be extremely difficult to prevent. Uh, you know the story of... It's our job uh, I, to wildly speculate without any actual logic. Yeah, let, we're agreeing too much. In, you're wrong, Navi. And you're wrong every time. So. Destiny being ddos let me bring that in. Enter- he hasn't really been able to deal with that, has he? Just one singular person flooding his downstream with you know tons of information so that he actually can't stream anymore. He can't deal with that. He needs help to be able to deal with that, and it's extremely frustrating. Now imagine that on a much, much larger scale against a company like Blizzard. Yeah, but Blizzard's got millions and millions of dollars. Destiny gets like... Yes, the dollars don't magically dollars. fix things. But they hire people Yeah, but they've got... So many people working but, for them. They can yes, hire and, outside and consultants. People, they can hire are security human. firms. Humans can only do so much, and they can only I work mean, so fast. And they can only work yeah, so fast is, within a five within a five day a week schedule. I don't think it the is, uh, I don't think the comparison to the DDoSing though is is uh, I don't know because I mean DDoSing is is a different issue entirely. And again, I'm not a huge expert on this, but it's like that's that's a that's not a problem with like code that you can fix that's just a sheer number of people uh, i'm pretty sure the and again i'm only a first year computer scientist but i think that the methods for drop hacks and ddosing are at least slightly similar at least the response that you would have to do oh is okay i'll just write your expertise there then but i mean no idea what i'm talking because it's affecting the connection yeah, it's it's something that's really, really, really difficult to fix. But at the same time, they've got like unbelievable numbers of programmers that are extremely experienced. They do have a ton of bureaucracy, and I think that that's the main problem with Blizzard. But at the same time, though, they should have, you know, they should have fixed this a lot earlier. All right. Uh, any other this thoughts uh, on this before we move on to the? The other other bit of blit- bitching about Blizzard, among others, we're probably going to do today with the uh, new maps. Yeah, hold on. Let me get my, my puppies coming over here. Uh, Aw. Aw. Let's move on to the maps, Spartan. Let's move on to the maps. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the maps. Of course, uh, Season 3 is presumably on the horizon from uh, from Blizzard, and with it is uh, some new maps they're introducing. I'm going to put them up on the screen right now. Uh, if you're looking at the stream, uh, one and two are the two on top, and three and four are the ones on the bottom for uh, any referencing we do to these maps. So, these maps are not... To say that these maps have not been uh, received well, I feel like, is a pretty fair statement. Yeah. <laughs> and let's yeah. try to figure out why. <sighs> well... It won't take too long. You know, of course at this point it's all theory crafting, but, you know, based on visually what you see, there are things you can see that are wrong with the maps, like, in certain situations. So, uh, for example, let's go to test one, right? Blow that up real quick here. So, it's not that bad of a map at at a first glance. Uh, A few issues, of course, being that golds are on not only do they have rocks that you have to destroy but they're on a low ground which makes them much more vulnerable than any other expansion on the map 
a low ground with a high ground behind it that can easily yeah. be accessed, no less. Yeah, it's just like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's almost like they don't want you to take that at all. It's like, no, you're not taking uh-huh. the space. It feels like it's blistering sands all over again, basically. Uh, well... But at the same time, though, I, I actually, the more that I look at this map, the more that I like it. Look at how open the middle is. Like, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, I know that you can really say, good. like, I mean, me and you, Navi, we're both Zerg players, so we're always able to complain about Blizzard maps being way too narrow. This is, like, heaven for Zerg players, aside from the fact that you I can't agree. take third. Um, this is basically heaven. And if your opponent, like, if a Terran tries to move out, oh, I can't wait till that happens because I'm just going to get the best round that anyone's ever seen. Yeah, Bailey's you know, I feel it like every side it's going to be magical. Yeah, I feel like uh, they're just with this kind of a map style, they're trying to get people to think differently. So, you know, taking a third might be difficult, but at the same time, the middle is so much more open. You could grab two of those towers, uh, grab a third on like the opposite side of the map, and then just make sure the Terran never, uh, you know, the Terran never sees it or scouts it. Right. So. Yeah. The more that I look at this map, the more that I am actually really excited about playing on it. Like, I can see really long Brood War-esque siege lines going on. Uh, I can see, you know, massive surrounds going on, tons of counterattacking. I think this is actually going to be a really fun map to play on. Yeah, test one, not so bad. I feel like as a Protoss looking at that, like, the, the, the having to take a further away third... Like that, that does sort of mess with you in a lot of ways because then you can't really con- you can't defend both of them with a uh, immobile like you can't you can't defend both of those with colossi basically. Yeah, Protoss and Zerg are gonna have a hard time tearing yeah. not so much. But uh, so in that sense, you'll probably I would bet Protoss you're gonna see a lot more. This is going to be a, a good map for like Blink Stalker that sort of thing. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot less of a uh, Colossus map, and I know people love prefer anyways i think when colossi are not the only choice for a map and i think that's what those smaller easy to defend thirds do for protoss is they encourage those immobile armies so there's there's something to be said there for that let's uh move on unless anyone else has any huge thoughts there to map number two i just screwed up my thing so i'm just gonna have to yeah one v one test two rush yeah, they call Test 2 Rush, and uh, but what, before we get into this, we can actually talk about that philosophy. Blizzard loves uh, to label their maps Rush, Standard, and Macro. What the hell does yeah, that Yeah, like, mean? they know what all three of those actually mean. <laughs> I get skeptical about whether or not Blizzard employees even play StarCraft 2, and know the hell that it is to be a Zerg player on a Rush map. I mean, can you guys... I don't know if you played in Season 1, Spartan, but I know you did, Navi. Mm-hmm. Steps of War? Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and even, the even back did. in the beta, even back in the beta, they thought that Incineration Zone was a good idea. Incineration Zone? You could siege your opponent's natural from halfway through the bait, or halfway through the map. Like, yeah. uh, their Blizzard's map design philosophy is absolutely fucked. Well, it's I mean, yeah, even for ladder like, standards, it doesn't seem like these maps, though, are. I don't feel like any of these. Unless, correct me if I'm wrong, are any of these steps of war bad, or any of these delta quadrant bad? We'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. Um, any from I mean, you wave test test two. The one that we're looking at right now, I can see a couple of problems. Um, if you look at the main bases, there are those little ledges, those stupid, stupid little ledges right next to the main base where you could drop siege tanks on. 
Um, you know, you're not going to be able to hit that much from there, but say that your opponent has a bunch of production facilities, you could drop siege tanks on there and just shell them constantly. Uh, looking at the natural thirds, there are high ground areas where you can drop siege tanks on and just yeah, right there. Oh my gosh, that's going to be really annoying. Um, aside from that, though, I mean, it's a pretty easy to take, and it looks like it'll be pretty easy to secure natural. Which will be really good for someone like me that likes to open with Spanishiwa style openings. But, I mean, it is a rush map again, so you're not going to be trying to go for those long macro games. But at the same time, though, this is weird. They're, at, they're, they're calling this a rush map, and your third is easier to take than in test map one, it looks like. Yeah. Well, it comes at a risk, it looks like. You know, that high ground you were talking about. It- uh not only that, but uh, rocks also. You know, rocks being everywhere, not just in, in where your third is, but your natural has another set of rocks that a Terran could take advantage of. If a Zerg doesn't break those rocks down, they could put siege tanks oh, yeah. right behind there. Oh, man. That's <sighs> and if, uh, yeah, I'm seeing all sorts of like possibilities for Zergs being abused. I, I'm not even thinking about Protoss. <laughs> Protoss would have a hard time. Protoss is fine. Terran. Protoss, no, Protoss doesn't need any help. Protoss you need the advantage against us pair. Protoss players. Face it. <laughs> you need the advantage. Like, But anyways, all right. So let's keep moving. Let's go to the third map in our list. The uh, one that looks... Well, well, I'll let Navi <laughs> tell you what she thinks it looks like. But uh, it's this uh, icy one. It's Is this one labeled as a... I believe this one's labeled as quote-unquote standard by Blizzard standards. Yeah, whatever normal. Whatever that really means. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for any viewers watching, this map is in the shape of Pedo Bear. I'll give you guys a second to look at that and see if you can see it. I can't, uh, really highlight things on the map, but I'll let you use your imaginations. <laughs> but, uh... Not... Yeah, the golds are... The, the golds, I think, in this example are the eyes, the little hole in the middle would be the nose, and then you've got the tongue, mouth coming out the bottom, and... Oh my god, I see it now. <laughs> Oh, Have Jesus fun staring Christ. at that for the next three months, folks. Oh, I'm never going to be able to commentate this map. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. I was the first one to see it among these other two guys, so I can't believe I saw that. Map, anyway, yeah. Map three actually, it's is, uh, is, is officially labeled Pedo Bear, folks. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to get raped on it. Anyway, uh, so this map, you can see, is split completely down the middle using terrain. Ugh, Blizzard. Using terrain. Oh my god. Okay, I need to ask where the hell that Zilnaga Tower is. Right there in the middle. Do you guys see that? I think there's yeah. a point where those two are just touching. Yeah. It's that? hard to see on the uh, version I'm putting up right now unless you uh, enlarge the map. My resolution might not be good about it. But, uh, yeah, so early on, I think you can only... Unless there's room to move over that center there, you can only move across the map... Through the uh, through those low ground bases, huh. so if you're across the map from each other, that's really going to that's going to be are, weird. There uh, are those vision black blockers above and below the Zelnagas, um, but yeah, if you are in like not cross positions and not close positions, but whatever the other one is, you're going to have to move down through that third, which is just going to be weird. Terrans can just siege up there, keep you from moving through. Oh my god, this will be so easy for Terrans. This yeah, ridiculous. Like, rocks at the top and bottom, I think. But all these maps seem so Terran favored. 
Someone is, uh, someone, who is this? OMG needs a name. Some guy in the chat pointed out that this is basically a practice league map. <laughs> oh my god, oh it is. Gosh. If you can't touch your opponent early on. And let's see, what always happens on practice maps, like mass void rays and shit like that? So, Pretty much, yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's the prediction for for Petabear map. Uh, this is, oh man. And look at it, look at it again. Like, the third to take on this one is even harder than the third to take on their rush map. And this is supposed yeah, to be a normal map. I don't, this does not look like a normal map to me. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll let's get to test four. Yeah, we'll see as, uh, things uh, develop. Let's get test four up. It's very much, it looks like a uh, scrap station type map just with the <gasps> tile set. And that leads oh me to God. wonder if they're going to replace scrap station with it, but that's just blind speculation on my part. So There are no destructible rocks on this one, guys. Wait, wait, no, no, that's impossible. No, yes, there, there are. Oh, there are. Darn it. They're, ah, they're, blocking, they're blocking a uh, back entrance to a possible third base, I believe. Yeah, uh, to all four, all four. Oh, man, I was so excited for a little bit. But that's oh, some, some of the okay. least use of destructible rocks that we've seen from yeah. Blizzard, except yeah. for Metalopolis. Like, that's probably second to Metalopolis only in how little destructible rock usage they've had. Genius. Wow, okay. Um, I think that a big problem with this one is you'll be able to siege from the third into your opponent's main. You might just be able to barely hit the extractor. Maybe. I don't know. That might be too far. But this one looks... It looks pretty Okay. It looks like the thirds are, like, the way they're sort of curved and angled, or the bases that you would siege from, rather. I'm not sure if that would be your third on this map or not. Uh, but uh, it seems like they might barely be curved the right way so you can't siege your opponent's mineral line. You would probably be able to hit the assimilators, though. But uh, I just caught another thing that's Terran favored. Looking at the middle of the map, there's no rocks at the gold. Oh, not only man. no rocks at the gold, but the middle is a high ground. Oh, Those geez. are ramps oh, going up to the Zolnaga Tower. Snap. At the same time, though, it's a pretty open middle, all things considered. I mean, there are those it's vision blockers. It's open until someone takes ground, the base but... in the middle, then it's not so yeah, open. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I think that this will be... Uh, this one is really hard to make any claims about the balance on this one. I think that we'll see. This could be a decent map, but it also could just be complete hell to play on. They call it a macro map, but I don't think it is. What does yeah. that mean when they call something a macro map anyways? Because they called Slag Pits a macro map. I have no idea. I don't think that Blizzard knows what it means. Yeah, they, I they just think. they're just throwing words on it. Okay, yeah. so this one is a this one is a rainbow map. Okay, they're like what's they're like the word the community Fox uses News. a lot? Macro. They use the word yeah. macro a lot. Let's call this a macro map. It's great, just... guys. <laughs> They just come up with buzzwords and use them a lot. They're like Fox News. It's ridiculous. I certainly hope these are better than they look. I think we should. I think we should on the enough right now. Yeah. Well, I actually. I mean, they did they, before before the last season's maps came out. There were uh, one or two of the ones that they pr pitched that never actually made it, and they did make some changes eventually to like Backwater Gulch, which helped it a bit. And so I'm I'm wondering how close to their final image of these maps this really is. Although I don't think many people... Is there even a PTR up for these maps right now? Mm -mm. So um, no one's really playing so. them, so they can't really get that much data on them. So that kind of indicates that they're not trying to get any. 
Yeah. I'm not sure. So, the, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll see when they come. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping they come with another, like, GSL map. Personally, I'm Hey, rooting... Spartan. Yeah? Uh, if I send you um, links to some maps or links to some images, will you be able to put them up onto the stream? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I'm going to send you two because uh, we're kind of taking a long time on these. Moving on to the map of the month thing that I really want to talk about. There was, like, this petition going on on Team Liquid to do these things called map of the month or to, to put these two maps from this map of the month thing onto the ladder. They're not going to get it probably because they only have a thousand people. They only have a thousand signatures and they're trying to get 10,000. But at the same time, these look like really good maps and I would love to see these ones on, uh, on the ladder. They're called Sanctarium and Hysteria. Those those names remind me of maps from like Brood War. Yeah, yeah. those those feel like this weird one, map names to me, but uh This right. one is called Hysteria. Uh could you rotate it possibly? Or uh, would that be impossible next split? Uh I don't know if it's possible or not, but I'm not sure how to do it, so I'm okay. kind of just gonna zoom in. The one on the that's currently on the left of the viewer's screen, you mean, is The one on the left is Hysteria and the one on the right is Sanctarium. These are both, like, really good macro maps, it looks like. Really easy to take thirds, um, even pretty easy to take fourths. Nice and open, nice and big. Not going to have any rushing. So, I mean, this is what Blizzard should refer to when they say macro map, not something where it's almost impossible to take a third base. Yeah, I completely agree. This uh, this is very open. You have so many choices. You know, there's some, there's some questionable places where foul play can happen, but... They're not as extreme as the other maps. It's not like you yeah. don't have a choice to be able to to defend it. So you mentioned the uh, survey going on. Where is that on uh, Team Liquid somewhere that people are doing? If if people who are watching are interested in signing something like that, yeah. Hold on, let me find it again really quick. But I just uh, noticed on the what's this one called. Let's see. Um, the one on the left is Hysteria, and the one on the right is Sanctarium. You're saying left and right. I'm not watching the stream. So the grass tile set one is... Oh, the grass one is Sanctarium. Okay. Uh, here, I'll post the link in chat on the stream for anyone that wants to see it. There you go. But uh, are... Th oh, continue, Navi. I noticed something on Sanctarium. Instead of having... Uh, you know, that little smoky area in the back of your base, like most maps have. It has a little low ground dip. There's a ramp that goes to a low ground. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's. I feel like on these different maps, we always see things that we say, like, oh, that's interesting. But I don't think we know what that actually means for the game yet. And Yeah. I, I mean, even, even like the uh, maps that they use for for, like, uh, GSL and MLG, like, even the non-ladder ones, they tend to feel, to me anyways, like they're using safer ones. They're not doing a lot of this really crazy stuff. Unless I'm wrong, unless I'm forgetting some that they're using. But, uh, so, yeah, I don't quite... I, I don't know, like, where do you test what those sort of changes to maps mean? Is it is the ladder the right place for it, really, is what I'm asking. You just... I think that you just need to get players to consistently play you need to get people from all skill ranges to play on the maps and see what happens on them i agree but uh the the blizzard argument to this and i'm going to play advocate i'm going to play uh 
instead of Devil's Advocate, it's uh, David Kim's Advocate. It's uh, <laughs> but these maps are going to be absolutely terrifying to lower league players. Is, yeah. is, is what he likes to say anyways. Do, are we buying that argument? If you were a Bronze League player, would this map truly terrify you? Yeah, I think... Uh, you know, yeah. I think that's one argument that's in favor for the way that Blizzard map design works, is that their maps really do work for the casual players. The casual players aren't thinking so strategically. They're just, you know, they're playing around. They don't really care about the map design. You know, it's it's kind of... It's entirely different. It's an entirely different perspective, and so. But I mean that—that's an argument for them not being able to make these sort of maps. I mean, it is scary for them. But then imagine how higher—you know—higher ranked players feel on Blizzard maps. It's scary to higher ranked players instead of the lower ones. So there's a trade-off there. But this 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 argument, because we this argument's been around since season one. That it feels to me, it's like, you know, with children's entertainment where they're like, oh, well, we don't want to say things that are going to be offensive or confusing or scary to children. In this scenario, the bronze kids are the children in the fact that I don't think most of them really care. Like, I mean, yeah, you're going to get people probably bitching on Blizzard's forums, but that's what they do there. I feel like most people, I, I don't think most people who play in Bronze League or of the equivalent, like, level of... I, I hate using the term quote-unquote casual, but the people who don't like to think about maps, I don't think they care if those maps are simple or complicated. I mean, yeah. there are. I would bet half of them wouldn't even notice, because I know, like, the first few weeks I played in bronze, like, I didn't... I didn't know why Kulos Ravine was a bad map. I just played huh, on it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know... I, I didn't know enough to care that... Uh, a map was complicated because I didn't know the maps. I just knew, okay, here's my main base. This is where he probably spawned. I'm going to go over there and try to kill him with my three zealots at the nine minute mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, hold on, sorry. I'm dealing with administrative stuff at the same time as doing this. It's difficult. Yeah, I mean, I remember um, back when I was in, like, back in season one, I was still in Diamond, and back when Kulas Ravine was around, I was in Diamond. And, um, even then, I, I was still thinking, like, gosh, Kulas Ravine is the best map I've ever played on. It's just so much fun, so easy to macro on, and I play as Zerg. Uh, so, I mean, you know, even Diamond and Below, the maps don't really matter a whole lot as long as they're big enough. But at the same time, there are a lot of problems as the general skill level of players as a whole increases. And so you think implementing maps like this would be better for that then? Or? I mean, I think so. I think that giving players more options is better. Um, maybe maybe include more maps and give us four maps to veto. I like that idea. I, I really wish... Actually, that's the philosophy I've wanted for a long time, is the idea of just throw a bunch of maps in there. And honestly, I, I almost feel like you should have as many vetoes as you really want. Maybe not infinite, but, like, just, if you don't like a map, you don't have to play on it. And, I actually, I don't know how the map... Does matchmaking work that it finds your match, then it finds a map that works for both of you, or is that considered in the matchmaking process? Um, I think that it has to check your maps first, and then finds players for you. Because it couldn't match you up with someone... Actually, I don't know. No, because even if you both have two completely different sets of maps vetoed, then there's still yeah. You both map. at least probably share one or two maps that I don't think you it's possible to not together. share any. 
Yeah, because yeah. you both veto three, and there's eight or more maps, right? So there's going to be at least yeah, so two guess, or more that you share. I guess that would be a problem with that, because then the people who just want to foregate every game will veto every map but the smallest map, and they'll yeah. end up... Yeah, but... Uh, uh, here's right, how I feel about it, though. Work. They need to not... So, you know, a map like Slag Pits, one of the worst maps, I feel, in the current ladder pool. They need to get rid of those maps so I don't have to waste a veto on it. For fuck's sake. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not Blizzard Vito. Vito. map around Navi. Come on, Blizzard. You don't want to play... No, no one plays on that map unless you're a cheeser. Unless you want to cheese, like... Or or just win the game in the first eight minutes, I swear. Yeah. No I one plays that map Terran. for a macro map. I tried playing Terran a little while, and I made sure that Slide Pits wasn't vetoed, because I just did, uh... What was it? Three racks rush every time. It was awesome. Oh man, Slack Pits was so good for three raxing. But you know, you. if you if you actually want to play a real game, um, not you don't play on Slack Pits. Yeah. All right. So, uh, any final thoughts on that before we move to any final angry rants any of us want to make? I want to hear Navi rant, honestly. Oh. Yeah, I can't, Navi. I can't. I can't rent now. I've been calmed. My little puppy is laying on my lap right now. Aww. Throw him across the room and then rant for me, Navi. No, she's dance, so Dance, monkey, dance. I'm the poor. All right. She's all asleep on my lap now. I can't tell. <laughs> um, Spartan, do you have any rants? Uh, I don't really have any rants because... Uh, actually, my rant is is I really hate the real world for keeping me from StarCraft for the past, like, <laughs> month or so. So I yes, absolutely please. I absolutely despise the fact that I have to have a job right now. It, it uh, pisses me off to no end. But, yeah, uh, if you guys actually... This is a good time to point out. If you guys have any sort of... We obviously couldn't do this this time because we didn't tell you guys this show existed. But if you have any... Questions you want to ask us, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, send a tweet to at rcraftgaming. We'll see all of those. We'll use that when uh, determining our lineups and such. So, uh, yeah, that will be... We will probably have a viewer questions or viewer response segment in here uh, eventually, provided you guys actually ask us some questions. So go on and do that. We'll be probably reading those starting next week or so. Uh, so yeah, there's that to consider. I guess we can uh, wrap this one up then and uh, see unless uh, and let uh, Wave say any sort of administrative for the for the Warcraft uh, Open that's about to happen. If you're listening to this live, that's only five minutes away. If you're not listening to this live, watch tune in next week. But uh, Wave, what do people who are playing in the tournament need to know right now? Um, if you. Are participating in the tournament? Please join the Arcraft Gaming channel on uh, Starcraft Two. Yeah, on Starcraft Two, join the Arcraft Gaming chat channel on Starcraft Two. If that one fills up, join the Arcraft Gaming Two. That's just going to be like a two directly after Arcraft Gaming. Uh, when you report your scores, go to Arcraft Gaming Space Reports. And if you have any questions, go to Arcraft Gaming Space Questions. Um, and that's that's basically that's basically it. All right, and all you viewers can just stay right here. That'll be coming on shortly after us. But, uh, Wave, is there anywhere that people on the Internet can find you if they just haven't had enough Wave of Babies? Oh, man, if you have not had enough Wave of Babies, I do have a Twitter account that I'm occasionally on, and I would like to be on it more. It's just that 
I don't really have that many friends. I just have Navi and I followed Spark you. And a couple people. Aw, oh, thanks, Navi. But I believe that I'm at Wave of Babies 223 on Twitter. Maybe. And what about you? Yeah, Wave of Babies 223 on Twitter. What about you, Navi? Anywhere you are on the internet? Uh, yeah, I have a stream on Team Liquid. Uh, it's just plain old Navi, I think. It's not Navi OMG or Navi SC2. There's a couple of duplicates there. I probably need to change my name, so it's not so confusing. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Navi Says Listen. All right, and I am Spartan, a.k.a. Spartan E-R-K. You can follow me on Twitter at Spartan E-R-K. That is spelled exactly how you would think it was spelled. And, uh, yeah, again, follow us on Twitter as we're wrapping up. It is twitter.com slash rcraftgaming. Our website is rcraftgaming.com. We do these King of the Hill. We do King of the Hills six nights a week. The seventh day of the week is, of course, this open and this show. Uh, Wave and I cast Wednesday night, so that is Silver League. Navi, are you on Fridays now? Do I have that correct? Yep, I'm on Fridays, Diamond League. Yeah. All right, folks, so you can definitely check us out there anytime. I'm going to hand the reins over in the moment to those who are casting the actual open that'll get going in just a few minutes. But until next week, we will all see you on Reddit. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back in just a moment. Bye.